At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. Basic.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Yet again, another silver linings edition. Hornets fall 121 to 109 to the Chicago Bulls. It's a season-long six-game slide for the Hornets here. They're back to 500 now with a record of 28 and 28 but we're going to try and look on the bright side as much as possible Hornets trying to work their way out of this we'll let you hear from LaMelo Ball you'll hear from head coach James Borrego on how the Hornets are trying to right the ship we're also going to have our all-star game mock draft because today is the day LaMelo Ball will be drafted he is an all-star in just his second season only the third Hornet in franchise history to be an all-star in year two and the first one who will actually be a part of the draft because because before they just put you on to Eastern Conference, Western Conference teams. We're going to have some fun doing our own mock draft here. Where will LaMelo go? Well, to find out, you have to stick around. Tell me on all of these topics. He is the Hornets' vice president of digital media, Matt Rachinsky, back with us once again here on the Hornets' Hivecast. Matt, a tough day for the Hornets. It looked promising. Charlotte showed some good fight. Really, it came down to one bad quarter for the Hornets. They were shot for shot with Chicago in the first, third, and fourth, if not just a hair better. But in the second quarter, they went cold, outscored by the Bulls 30-16. to That powerhouse offense for the Bulls, the model of consistency all the way through, and the Hornets just one misstep cost them last night. What would you think of the game, the performance overall? Yeah, before we get into that, first I just want to say it's great to be back with you, Sam. Not that I've not enjoyed being on podcasts with Rob, but I feel like every time I draw a podcast as of late, it's been me and Rob. So I have a great time talking to you. I'm looking forward to actually going through one of these podcasts with you. Let's look back on last night. Obviously, you know, Coach JB came out and said he wanted this team to come out, play free, fun, fast, get out and going, and just kind of try and build some of that confidence again. And they looked good early on. In that first quarter, they came out and played great defense, really forced Bulls turnovers, six Bulls turnovers, leading to 12 points in that first quarter, really kind of setting the tone. And and midway through that second quarter, as things have been known to happen to the Hornets, especially in this stretch, somewhere along the way, the offense just really started to fizzle. Could not find a way to hit shots. Chicago took off on a 13-0 run and ended up closing the last seven minutes of the half on a 21-6 run. You know, and, and it finished out where the mellow ball had nine points in the first quarter. 
But by the end of the first half, there was only one Charlotte Hornet that was in double figures, and that was Terry Rozier. This was just not a great second quarter. The team, like I said, offensively struggled tremendously, only shooting 22% from the field, one of nine from long range in that quarter. That's not the kind of basketball when you're playing that bad offense that's going to be able to hold up with a team that's one of the tops in the East. And even if you take that quarter out of the equation, the Hornets still not shooting that great. If you take that quarter away from their three-point shooting totals, they went 12 of 34. That's just barely over a third of your threes going down. And uh, over the course of the season, 33.3%, one-third of your threes being made is kind of a good barometer for positive Hornets play, playoff-worthy Hornets play, or non-playoff-worthy Hornets performances. This is seven straight games now overall with the Hornets shooting under 33.3% from distance. Over the course of the entire season, they're 22-13 and 13 when they're over that mark, 6-15 and 15 when they're under. It's not insurmountable. They've even done it along this seven-game run, obviously, since they have only lost six in a row. But still, it, it is a, a troubling sign. And I've heard it asked a couple of times, you know, how do you get around this? Do you get around it by shooting less? And I don't think so. I mean, the game of basketball is about shooting. And this modern era is about three-point shooting. There's no ducking it. It's like going up to the the plate and you've struck out swinging eight times in a row and saying, well, let's just not swing and see what happens. Hornets got to continue to shoot their shots. The frustrating thing about it is it's a good shooting team. They're top 10. Even with this miserable shooting stretch that they've been in, they're still one of the top 10 three-point shooting teams in the NBA. That's how good they are, and I think that's how they turn this around, by continuing to shoot. I thought we saw some signs of life there. LaMelo Ball shot the ball really well. We saw Miles Bridges gain confidence as the game war on. So I think there's some signs of life here, Matt. Yeah, I definitely think there's signs of life. And I think it's something where don't change what got you there. The Hornets built their record, built themselves a nice little cushion on the road as we kind of headed into this stretch at home. And they were shooting the ball well. And so why change what was working for you? And you're right. You know, Dell was talking about it pregame. Sometimes you just got to shoot your way out of it. You just got to have that confidence and not lose confidence particularly agree with you with Miles. It was great to see him in that third quarter finally get on a little bit of a run for himself when he hit the back-to-back threes. That was the kind of confidence we saw Miles playing with from outside the arc earlier on in the season. Hopefully this is him turning the corner on that a little bit. And you need to get some other guys contributing, obviously. You know, LaMelo and Miles obviously could do a ton of stuff for you on both the offensive and defensive end, but we need to see other guys step up. It's tough. When you see these players, I mean, there were some good numbers tonight, 19 points from Kelly Oubre last night, but Terry Rozier was 16. But when you look at the shooting percentages, again, it was just something that was a constant struggle. And obviously their their depth is being tested right now. A lot of injuries, Gordon Hayward, maybe the most prominent of them, but no Jalen McDaniels for the 10th straight game, no Cody Martin, no James Booknight for the second straight game. That's really uh, testing the depth of this roster, providing some opportunities as well, yes, but it, it does put some pressure on the team. I am glad you pointed out that Miles 3, the back-to-back there, because the first one was kind of reminiscent of the game before where he'd missed a few, he seemed a little tentative, he finally got one to go, he had a little look to him like, okay, like thank goodness something dropped. But then, in contrast to the previous game, where he still seemed a little gun-shy, he got the ball again and went right up into the shooting motion. And that's a sign of confidence that I think can spark something moving forward, because eventually they're going to work their way out of it. It's all about confidence and momentum. After the game, Mellow Ball had this to say about staying positive despite the six-game losing streak. I think we good. I mean, after the game, we was all talking and stuff. You know, pretty much just moving forward. You can't really drill in the past. I mean, we still, all this losing, we still 500. So, 
like I said, we, we got a lot more basketball to play, and we can change this thing around uh, real quick, I feel like. 26 games remaining, roughly a third of the season still to go, so plenty of time to make up the minimal gap between themselves and a top-six seed. It's still really not that far away. A good week, and the Hornets turned this thing right around. Before we get to silver linings, Matt, one more thing I wanted to bring up here, and that's the defensive effort we saw from the Hornets. Make no mistake about it, Chicago is the best shooting team in the NBA. They came into last night number one in field goal percentage, number two in free throw percentage, number three in three-point percentage. It doesn't matter where they are on the floor. doesn't matter if you have a hand in their face. They are elite shot makers, and you just got to tip your cap. But one thing I was really impressed by, even though the Bulls shot brilliantly, 56% from the floor, 48% from three, they had a great, great game. The Hornets continued to put the pressure on the Bulls. They forced 14 turnovers and turned them into 25 points. The Hornets attempted 12 more shots than the Bulls did. They did a lot of the little things you need to do to overcome an elite shooting team, especially when you're cold. And chief among them was LaMelo Ball. Eight steals now over his last two games. That's the most he's had in any two-game stretch of his career. And this is a guy who's been top 15 in the NBA in steals his entire career. So even for him, that's a high watermark. That's that's impressive. So I like the fight we're seeing from this team. Yeah, the losing is frustrating. The bad shooting is frustrating. They're not letting it affect us other parts of their game and those other parts of their game is what allowed them to outside of one quarter last night go toe-to-toe with one of the top squads in the Eastern Conference yeah they matched them blow for blow no no doubt about that in terms of on the defensive end and also you know turn those into fast break points and turn those into an advantage in the paint you're playing a team with Nikola Vucevic and you've got a 50 to 44 advantage in the paint they were struggling. There's no doubt about that. But they were not backing down. And that's the kind of way that this team was playing on the defensive end when they were playing good. They were locking people down, taking advantage of it, and able to kind of force those turnovers and connect on those. So they, it was great to see that happening with the squad. However, unfortunately, it just didn't lead to a win. Hopefully, as Coach JB said after the game, you know, we don't want to, these stretches that start off at one or two minutes to become three, four, five, six-minute stretches. There's got to find – this team just has to find a way to slow that fire when it starts to burn. But I'll tell you what, that Chicago team, wow, they hit you from all sides. So for us to put that kind of a defensive effort up against a guy like DeMar DeRozan who can just hit the shot from anywhere, LaMelo figured it out there. And you mentioned his steals. best way to keep DeRozan from scoring is just take the ball away from him. So it was great to see him do that a few times help kind of spark us. Yeah, hopefully the uh, the Hornets are not long for finding the win column and, and continue to find those little ways to impact the game. Those are the, the winning plays you really need to find whether you're shooting well or not. Well, let's get to our silver linings for this one. Hornets lose 121 to 109 to the Chicago Bulls. Matt Rachinsky, VP of Digital Media for the Hornets. Who's your silver lining from last night? I mean, we've talked about him already. He's the all-star. We got to go with LaBello. Uh, like I said, he started off in that first quarter hit those three threes and then struggled horribly in the second quarter. And you're kind of wondering, how is he going to come back off this? How is he going to bounce back? Is it going to become one of those games where he's just going to continue to struggle? But he did not. And and I like the way he found his game again and got back his confidence himself. Because in the third quarter there, he scored 14 points on six of eight shooting and didn't hit a three-pointer. He was attacking the rack. He was going at people, including Vucevic, in the middle. He wasn't afraid. And that's one thing I love about this kid because he still is a kid, we know that, but just his ability to not back down from anything and really say, okay, I might not be hitting the way I was hitting your eye on in the game. I have to find another way to make an impact on this team. And he was doing it in the paint. He was doing it 
stealing the ball and getting things in transition. LaMelo, he'll fire the wing three. Yes, sir! Third of the quarter, LaMelo ball drilling yet another Lowe's three-point shot. Hornets back on top, 29-28. to 28. That was the final bucket of the first quarter there for LaMelo ball. Really good pick, Matt. No arguments with it. My pick for silver lining, I'm going with Miles Bridges. Washington to Bridges. He'll fire again, and he hits it again. That one, no hesitation. Those two threes coming in the third quarter for Miles Bridges, I thought they were very important, and we already talked about them, the, the confidence boost, seeing him after one that was a little bit of a, a hesitant three go down to step right into his second one after that. I thought that was big there from Miles Bridges. So the team, it's struggling, but there are a couple of leaders that are emerging here, and LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, they were the two guys that were positive in the plus-minus, the two guys that went north of 20 points, and uh, the Hornets, even though it's a loss, there are some silver linings, of course, to build off of. All right, coming up next, we'll continue to talk about this uh, sour stretch here for the Hornets, how they worked their way out of it, and of course, we will have our mock all-star draft just moments away here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Matt Richinski, the Hornets Vice President of Digital Media, here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets suffering a sixth consecutive loss. Last night it was a 121-109 final. Hornets again, six straight loss. They're back to 500. Here's what head coach James Borrego had to say about dealing with the cold stretch after the game. You don't get rattled. You keep your mind and your wits, and you just got to trust it and keep believing and not hesitate at all. The worst thing we can do right now is get the yips and start panicking. That's gotta be eliminated from the psyche, number one. Secondly, is just keeping these guys fresh, as fresh as possible. This has been a grind of a season, minutes are up. We've been battling, you know, the virus and, and injury. I think there's a little bit of fatigue settling for our team and every team throughout the league. So it's not just us, we just gotta keep battling. The best thing I can do is keep their legs fresh, keep their minds fresh and stay confident. There's no magic pill. We're not going to go out and shoot 200 more threes tomorrow and hope we change this. The best thing is to keep them fresh, keep their minds fresh, their legs fresh, and just believe that once this thing starts to turn, we're going to get back to where we need to be. Matt Ruchinski, your thoughts on head coach James Borrego's comments after the game. I agree. I don't think the answer for a team that's shorthanded is to drill them to death in the gym. You know, they, they're they professional shooters. They know how to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of working their way out of this slump. Yeah, it's about working your way out of this slump and just remembering who you are and what got you here. I mean, this team built up a cushion by playing great on the road early on, really setting themselves up for the second half of the season when they knew that they were going to have games at home. They were successful. They were finding ways to come back from big deficits. They were finding ways to jump on teams early if they wanted to try and put teams away. Those are the kind of things. You're not out of this thing yet. This is still within your grasp. The playoffs are still right there. We're still up there fighting and scratching and clawing. The East is a tough conference this year. There is no doubt about it. Look at what you see it from these teams and how one or two games can cause a team to slip from first to third or from sixth to ninth or whatever it might be. 
this team is going to hit stretches like this throughout the course of the season. It's how they're going to react to it that's going to showcase whether or not this team is ready to make a playoff run. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and just as the Hornets have lost six in a row here, and it maybe is poor timing because Toronto and Boston have both had win streaks of six or more in the same span, things can easily flip, and we've seen the Hornets do that already here. Matt, you had a suggestion for a topic. I'll let you take the lead here. I did. I wanted to address not only you and Rob, but our fans in general. I mean, I know we've hit a pretty awesome mark for the Hornets Hivecast. For us to hit over 100,000 downloads of this Hornets Hivecast is absolutely amazing. And I just want to say congratulations to you, Sam. Congratulations to you, Rob. The work that you guys put in on this thing is absolutely insane. And the fact that it's just continuing to grow and we're gaining downloads day by day and more of our fans are starting to want to kind of hear what's going on here. I mean, that's got to make you guys feel absolutely great. Sam, how does it make you feel that you hit the 100,000 mark? Well, thank you for the question, Matt. It's wonderful. We're, we're glad that, that we're getting a response here. We're seeing growth month over month, season over season here on the HHC. And our thanks to all of our listeners who tune in, whether it's daily or once a week or once a month or every once in a while when you see an interview or after a, a big game or getting ready to go to a big game, whatever it is that you're using the Hornets Hivecast for, we're glad to have it there for you on the daily. And it's really been great. It's been exciting to see that growth there. We look forward to what we can do in the next couple of years here. Yeah, I remember folks thought we were crazy. when I, I might have thought y'all were crazy when you said you wanted to go out and do this every day. But the, like I said, the passion and the commitment that you've put towards this thing is just unprecedented. I'd love to see it. And I can't thank you guys enough for the work you do. And not only that, but also some of those other folks who, those repeat folks on our digital staff that, you know, while I might be ducking you from time to time, those folks are always stepping up. And it's great to see Wes, Sam, Diana, all of them really kind of stepping in. So I know you've had some tremendous guests, but I mean, just talk a little bit for me about and our fans about the folks you've had on the Hivecast so far. What has been some of your favorite things to see? We've been very lucky to have the support of our great PR staff here for the Hornets, led, of course, by the great Mike Cristaldi, head of the entire communications department, the wing for the Charlotte Hornets. But Brian, Travis, Maggie, Yang, they make a lot of these players and coaches available to us, and that helps. And it's great to talk to Mitch Kupchak or James Borrego or LaMelo Ball or any of the players. And our thanks to our outside media sources as well, Ashley Shamity and Eric Collins, of course, coming on the show from time to time. Uh, We've had people from the radio side, from television side, the writer's side, uh, and all these different perspectives definitely means a lot to us. Yeah, well, great job, you guys. And thank you to our fans for continuing to tune in. And like you said, I can't wait to see how quick we get to that 200K mark and, and just continue to grow this thing with this team. I love it. Most definitely. All right, well, enough of the patting on the back. It's time to get to <laughs> the fun part of this podcast. Did you know, Matt Richinski, there's going to be a draft today. LeBron That's James... Yes, LeBron James and Kevin Durant are going to be engaged in the latest all-star draft. And in anticipation of it, we're going to have a mock draft of our own. So I'll be playing the role of LeBron James. You'll be playing the role of Kevin Durant. And when we come back, we'll have our all-star mock draft. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. 
Sam Farber, Matt Richinski here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets, another lost sixth in a row to the Chicago Bulls. 121-109 was the final last night. Hornets back to 500. The All-Star break fast approaching, and of course, LaMelo Ball will be a part of both the Rising Stars games and the All-Star game itself. LeBron James will draft his squad of All-Stars. Kevin Durant will draft his, and we thought... What could be more fun than having a mock draft of our own? So we, of course, have Hornets Vice President of Digital Media, Matt Ratchinsky, with us today. I let Matt have his choice which team he wanted to select. Team LeBron's picking first amongst the starters. Kevin Durant's picking first amongst the reserves. He elected to be on Team KD. So away we go, Matt Ratchinsky. With the first pick in our All-Star mock draft, I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm saying Team LeBron is going to pair himself up with the defending champion, the Greek Freak. You get pick number two. I'm going to go with a little bit of a hometown boy and Steph Curry. I think if uh, if there's anybody who can light up a scoreboard in an all-star game, I think Steph is going to be that guy. So I'm going to take him. Interesting pick. Interesting pick. All right, I'm going to try and counter that one a little bit. I'm going to go with... I'm going to say Trey Young. I had him higher on my board. I'm going to say Trey Young is the pick. I think he's got a little bit of Steph Curry, obviously, to his game with the the range that he attempts his threes from. So I'm going to take Trey for Team LeBron. That's a pretty solid counter, and I know that they don't defend in the All Star game. So I'm going to <laughs> not go till the fourth that, quarter. Yes, I'm going to go with somebody that can't be defended, especially in a game like this. If there's somebody who's going to be catching lobs and throwing down dunks, and is one of the top scoring people in the league over the course of February, I'm going to go with Joel Embiid and see what he's going to do in side just kind of continuously throwing these down on your team i like the pick uh speaking of throwing down you know joel Embiid, an elite big man i think Giannis antetokounmpo can kind of defend him so i'm going to stick with guards here i'm going to go john morant i think john morant has had an outstanding season he's so explosive that's a a big time player in an all-star setting as well i thought he would be off the board by now but he's not so i'm taking him john morant goes on to team lebron yeah i mean i I can't fault that either you're you're getting quite a few high-scoring guards here. We're going to see how this works, this whole philosophy that I got going on here. But I'm going to go with a guy, unfortunately, who had one heck of a game against us last night. If there's another guy that I think can really kind of play that all-star mentality and hitting those mid-range shots when people are just going to kick him the ball if he's standing there wide open because everybody likes to play around the paint and have fun at the rim, I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan. Solid pick. Can't fault it. My last pick of the starters, because of course LeBron himself will be a starter, so pair it up with himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo, John Morant, and Trey Young. I need a center. Give me the reigning MVP. I'll take Nikola Jokic. That is a fair pick, obviously. He's he's a guy who can make a a lot of things happen. and I think he's just going to be more about getting the ball to other guys to score. So that's why I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to stay with the team that I got and stayed away from him. But I guess that gives me at this point in time, Jason Tatum, who I'm happy to have, as well as Andrew. Do I get Andrew Wiggins too? You get them both. So they're both mine. All right, this is tremendous. I've I've built one heck of a team full of wings. I got no one to pass in the ball really yet, and one great big. So I don't know if I'm contacting the best All Star team, but I think they're going to put up some points. It's an All Star game. Everyone's going to put up <laughs> points. Let's go to the reserves. This is where Team Durant gets to pick first, and of course, this pool includes Lamelo Ball. Where do you want to go first as your acting role as KD, head coach of one of the All-Star teams? I'm going to go with my acting role as Matt Rochinski, vice president of digital media for the Charlotte Hornets. And and I'm going to take the hometown pick. I know there's a lot of shooting out there. There's a lot of threes out there still for you. All that kind of stuff exists. But I think LaMelo is built for an all-star type competition i think that he's the type of guy who can really kind of excel i know a lot of guys in their first year 
playing in an all-star game are timid. I remember watching Kevin Walker and Gerald Wallace when we were out there, and those guys kind of deferred more to the veterans and guys that had been there before. But I think if there's a guy coming in in his second year who's not going to be like that at all, I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball because I think he's going to be electric and and can really make some fun things happen out there. Now, listen, I am not going to penalize you for going with the hometown guy on this at all. I'm not. But this is a serious question here. Where do you really think he's going to go in the second round? I like picking him in the mock draft. I like him as an all-star point guard because I think everyone's going to want to play with LaMelo Ball because all he does is make people look good. He's going to throw crazy lobs. He's going to throw outstanding passes for threes. I mean, whatever it is you want to do in an all-star game, LaMelo Ball is going to make you look good. And so he's not going to be the last pick. But where realistically do you think he's actually going to go as we, we press pause on our mock draft here? I think you're you're right. I think he's going to go somewhere in the middle there because I think that these guys are going to get excited. I think that we've seen already, you know, these that players in the NBA love his game and are not afraid to comment on how fun of a player he is to watch and what he brings to the table. And I think LeBron and KD both are going to want to be the guy that says, "Hey, I was able to get that guy." Not necessarily maybe because he can score, which is not the best for my strategy, but to your point, because of what he can do and the kind of crazy passes he's going to be able to make and set other people up to look and be successful in an all-star game. I think he's just going to have a blast out there getting other guys involved. Realistically, I think his floor, the lowest I could see him going is about 11. I think that's as far as he's going to get. And I could see him going fairly high in this uh, round of reserves. But you took him first. I'm Team LeBron. You're Team Durant. So you you took LaMelo Ball. I'm going to go ahead and grab – this is tempting. I'm going to get Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic is where – LeBron would want to go with his first pick. So that's who I'm taking here. That seems like a fair one. I'm going to continue to kind of add three-point shooters to my list. I think that's what I'm going to go for. But I'm going to go with the shooters. And I'm going to throw in Devin Booker because I think he's the type of guy who can also light things up in an all-star game. Can't argue with that. I'm torn. That I think this is where the two guys drafting start to look at who they're aligned with maybe a little bit, who they're friends with, and – I think LeBron, amongst those veterans that are still out there, I think Chris Paul ends up being his pick, especially since LaMelo is off the board. Can't take him as your backup point guard, so got to go with CP3. There is no doubt about that, and I think you're right. I think relationships do mean something, but I think you also have to look at the players that can make the biggest kind of an impact and the biggest kind of splash, and if there's a guy who can make a splash coming off this bench, I think Donovan Mitchell could be that guy as well. He's does a little bit of everything and also isn't afraid to attack that rim and, and have a little fun when he's out there playing. I, I love his game, so I'm going to go with Donovan. I like that one, too. I'll take another uh, high flyer, someone who had a good performance against the Hornets last night. Give me Zach Levine. There's nothing wrong with it going that way. I'm going to roll towards Jimmy Butler this time. I think that he's had one half of the season for the Heat and will continue to roll through this year. I can't ignore him any longer. I got to go James Harden. I thought he would be yeah, the I, first pick from Team Durant because Team Durant can't get around drafting his Brooklyn teammate, can he? But uh, you, you've left him there long enough. So I'm going to say LeBron in this scenario is going to try and create a rift between Harden and Durant <laughs> here by picking his teammate. I love it. I just had too many three-point shooters. I was trying to balance things out somewhat, so I guess maybe I can find a way to pivot here a little bit and get some defense at the rim. So in that fourth quarter, you know, maybe here's another guy who can catch some of these crazy lobs that we might see 
and Rudy Gobert. I'm going to go with the big, tall guy in the middle and see if, if he can kind of get me those points in the paint that are a little bit more rare in the All-Star game. Shot-blocking center. Is there anything that's less used in an All-Star game? That's perfect, <laughs> though, you know? I will counter with the stretch center. I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns then. I'll go with another three-point shooter who can do a little bit of everything, and Chris Middleton. I think that he's definitely got an opportunity to step up and hit threes from anywhere on the court, so I don't mind. I'm building a team around three-point shooters and centers, apparently, with no point guards, so this works out really well for me. My uh, next-to-last pick, I guess, I will take Fred Van Vliet. Man, I thought for sure there was no way you were going to take Fred Van Vliet. (laughs) (laughs) You would leave me some sort of point guards, because right now Lamelo is my only guy. Well, so lucky we'll for you, that. there's two left. You got Darius Garland or DeJounte Murray. I mean, I'm going to go with the hometown guy. You know, the hometown guy, they always try and feed the rock to. And with it being his first all-star appearance, they're going to want to get Cleveland a little bit electric out there. Fair enough. All right, the draft has been concluded. We go to our commissioner, Rob Longo, for the ruling here. Rob, we have Team LeBron drafted by yours truly, which features LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, John Morant, Trey Young, Nikola Jokic in the starting five with Harden, Doncic, Chris Paul, Zach Levine, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, and DeJounte Murray coming off the bench. Then you've got Team KD drafted by Matt Rachinsky, which stars Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Andrew Wiggins, and Jason Tatum in the starting group. Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, Rudy Gobert, Darius Garland, and oh yeah, LaMelo Ball, the reserves, with LaMelo being the first overall pick from the reserve pool. Rob Longo, which of us has the better team? I probably have to lean, oh man, this is tough. I like Team LeBron. I like some of those pieces. I like Luka and CP3 coming off the bench, and I like the big cat stretching the floor a little bit. Fred Van Fleet's going to light it up, too. I like Team LeBron, but it's a close one. It'll be an interesting game no matter what. Final question for everyone here. I'm saying he'll be somewhere ahead of the 11th pick. I think 11 is the floor. Probably somewhere closer to 7 or 8 will be LaMelo Ball. Matt, where do you think LaMelo Ball really goes in this uh, reserve pool? I think that we're going to go somewhere around... Well, I think you're right. I think that he could end up on KD's team because LeBron might kind of lean towards that Chris Paul pick, but I think that I could see him going there because you're right. I, I think he's just going to electrify crowd. People are going to be looking forward to him getting in there to see what he can do in this kind of environment. It's a toss-up. I mean, when you take a look at everything, and it all depends on who goes ahead of him, really. I mean, you know, I could definitely see, I think Team LeBron might take Melo. I think Melo and LeBron have this mutual respect sort of thing, so I think it's still going to be around that 11-12 spot, but I think Mello goes to Team LeBron. We will see. The actual draft will take place later on today, and of course we'll have a breakdown of it for you tomorrow. Plus, the trade deadline will have come and gone. We will break down whatever news comes from that, and of course get you ready for the next game on the schedule. Hornets visiting the Detroit Pistons. Charlotte, of course, in need of a win. Matt Rachinsky, Hornets Vice President of Digital Media, thank you as always for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For our producer, Rob Longo, our guest today, Matt Rachinsky, and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.